Okay, let's start. Okay, Daniel Wandernier, Season 5, Episode 2. So, what you're going to be listening to is an interview that we did in a busy conference room at Boise for Treefort. And we were interviewing Dakota Theme, who is a Portland-based singer-songwriter and overall an amazing, cool person. We talked about music, life, the cleanliness of Boise versus Seattle and Portland, and everything else in between. We had an amazing time. And yeah, two things. One, my voice is completely gone in this episode, so bear with me. And because of allergies and whatnot. And two, there's a lot of background noises, as I mentioned, because we're in a conference room. But other than that, it's an amazing episode. I hope you like it. So without further ado, here is Dakota theme and I's interview. First, first introduce yourself and then, uh, and then, uh, tell me something brand new about yourself. Okay. Yeah. Um, my name's Dakota theme. Um, I'm from Portland, Oregon. I'm a songwriter and I, uh, record all my own music at home. Um, something random about myself. Mm. I have to think for a second on that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm here at, uh, we're here at tree fort. Um, first time i've really hung out in boise so yeah i like it a lot yeah it's that's awesome it's very clean yes yeah yes yeah it's very clean especially coming from seattle and fort oh yeah it's yeah, it's totally clean yeah it's yeah. kind of shocking <laughs> it <really is. laughs> yeah it really is like how a city could be clean yeah i know yeah. seriously yeah <laughs> that's like, awesome and all the like all the venues here have been like i'm i'm really been blown away by all the different venues they're all really nice and just like like a fun vibe yeah. in all of them you know so definitely yeah. cool no yeah it's been very chill um, yeah so so uh you write your own music and produce it like um how long have you been doing that yeah so i i've uh i mean i've been writing songs for quite a while now but i i guess i didn't really start like recording my songs until like maybe 2019 so i guess four or five years now because nice. i've been like recording my own songs and it's it's been like it's just been a, a learning process the whole time mm -hmm. you know like when i first started everything was really simple and and minimal and and uh the arrangements and everything were, were just pretty straightforward but yeah. i've gotten uh, just after experimenting a lot and stuff they've they've become a lot more layered and technical and stuff and, and now at this point i'm also mixing my own music too which is which is fun so mm -hmm. yeah that's that's cool yeah, yeah that's a that's like a rare rare thing in my opinion to like be able to write produce and mix is like yeah it's pretty impressive oh thank you yeah, yeah of course i it's funny i think it just it just came from like wanting to save money yeah honestly <laughs> i mean I, I really like doing all those things too but it's that's kind of what like why i started doing it just because yeah. mixing is like you know like It'd be like 300, 400 bucks a song to, to mix, you know, like it, it get it adds up, you know? Yeah. So, so, <laughs> so like, so, okay. So like when they're mixing a song, cause not too familiar with it, is it, are they just making sure it just sounds good or like what's like mixing and then mastery? Yeah. To me, I feel like, yeah, I don't yeah, know. That's so good, understand it. That's a good question. Yeah. yeah. So like. When you record the song and you record all each individual part, you know, like the drums and the guitars and bass and all that, you take all of those ingredients or whatever, mm -hmm. and then the mix is just uh, making everything balanced and like so you can hear everything 
clearly and and um you're kind of creating a space for like the whole song you know to exist and um i mean it's it's an art form in itself you know yeah. like there's a lot of different ways you can you can go with it um like e eqing things and compressing things is kind of like the the foundation of it i would say and then like you can get crazy with effects and stuff yeah. reverb and delay and all that yeah. um so it's fun it's it's kind of like a puzzle to me that, yeah. that's kind of how i see it it's like figuring out how to balance everything right to make it sound good you know <laughs> yeah. and then and then mastering just takes like so you you bounce all your tracks down to one like stereo file you know and then um mastering just like i mean the most obvious thing is that it just sounds louder yeah you know? but it's also like <laughs> i saw my friend over there it's also like uh you know making everything like sound good on on any system like whether it's playing out of your phone or your car or whatever it's like i think that's part of it. honestly i'm not like i feel like there's a lot more that goes into mastering that yeah, i don't yeah. know yeah but, and it's also like taking out certain frequencies that might you know it gets pretty technical but mm -hmm. um but yeah i think it's just like mainly just making things louder and sound so that it would sound good on like any system you know? yeah so wow, that's that's really cool because i i honestly felt like you just record the whole thing at once and then you just like so like you know like you're in this studio or wherever you're at mm -hmm. with your band or something and like someone's playing the drums someone's playing the keys the guitar or whatever and then that's just one file and i thought you just like have parts and then like put it in but i didn't know that like someone records the guitar someone records the vocal someone does the guitar the drums and then you like Put it yeah. together that's that's pretty cool yeah i mean yeah. There's, there's a lot of different ways you can do it too like you can record everything live together if you've, if you've got like a whole band you mm -hmm. know you record all the tracks at the same time you know but the way i do it usually is record each instrument by you know individually yeah because a lot of times i'm recording each part myself and then sometimes i'm doing it with with my band and stuff so it just depends on the song but um excuse me yeah, um yeah so I don't know. There's there's so many different ways you could you could go about it. So. Yeah. But I like to like take my time and like record each part and just kind of like experiment. That is the nice thing about like re being able to record it yourself. And there's no like you're not you're not paying for the you're not on the clock. Yeah, exactly. You know, so <laughs> there's no there's no uh, deadlines and stuff. You know. Yeah. So that's dope. <laughs> yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's a fun way to work. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, tell me your most favorite song you wrote so far, and then one that you're like, this is my favorite, but I don't think it's the right time for me to release it. Ooh. Yeah. And then one where you, where you didn't like it, but it ended up being a good song. Yeah. That's a really good question. Yeah. Um, I think for my favorite song that I've released, it might have to be Never Give Up On Your Love. Um which we played last, last night at our, at our set. Um, just cause it's, I don't know, like I wrote it really quickly and like, I feel like a lot of times those ones tend to be like the favorites, like yeah. the ones that just come super quickly. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's just like straight from the soul or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, I don't know. That one just like is really meaningful to me, I guess. And, um, 
And then I guess what was the next part? Like what's oh. a song that I don't feel like it could be like a, I'm ready to release yet? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um I guess like some of the newer stuff I've been working on is a bit more um like it's pretty it's like moving towards this like kind of R and B like dance group. Not like full on dance music or whatever, but it's like definitely more groovy and like upbeat and yeah. I feel like I'm kind of like growing into that a little bit, a little bit more. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's like introspective, like pop rock that you can like dance to or whatever. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, so I'm kind of like figuring that out because I, I, I don't know, it's fun. So yeah, I like the idea of like a song that's you can like groove to, but if you're like listening to the lyrics, it could also be like relatable and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, like I feel like a lot of dance music is just about like dancing yeah literally (laughs) which is cool too i love that as well but i don't know like i like the juxtaposition of like introspective like relatable lyrics that you can also like groove to you know yeah yeah that's that's really cool Yeah, yeah yeah i think that yeah i feel like introspective music i think to me is the hardest to write because you don't want to like you don't want to come off introspective in your writing but you do so yeah. yeah like or a better way of saying is like you don't want to fake the introspection in your writing because mm-hmm. then yeah. it's not gonna like fit per like properly so yeah. so kind of like going off of that like are you are you like a lyrics person first or are you like um like melody harmonies like beats for like a better word yeah better yeah person yeah you do your music i would say usually like probably 99 percent of the time it's music and melody first <laughs> like to me the the melody is the most important thing like because I, I don't i don't necessarily think of myself as like a super strong lyricist you know like <laughs> i just kind of write what i feel or whatever it's i'm not like trying to be clever most of the time you yeah know? <laughs> which it's just really hard to do that i mean <laughs> i have a lot of admiration for people that can just like that have like really strong like wordplay and stuff but i'm not sure that i necessarily have that but i just try and be like honest and sincere with my lyrics but definitely like um melody and and like sometimes arrangement comes first and then i'll like go back and and plug in lyrics that make sense and stuff so yeah um but sometimes it comes like at the same time too like i'll just kind of sit down and start playing something and singing and like just words kind of come out naturally so yeah. and that's like the best case scenario because yeah you know what I mean? that's that that uh, i don't know it's it's more rare yeah. for that to happen so yeah <laughs> that's, yeah that's that's like super interesting because yeah like yeah i'm just trying to like picture you just like in your room or wherever and it's just like it comes to you like do you do you think that those those stuff that come to you like just randomly, do you think that those are based off of prior experiences or do you just think that like, for lack of a better word, it just like magically appeared in your yeah. head or something? Yeah, I don't know. I, I think about that sometimes. I, maybe a little bit of both. Mm-hmm. I don't like, I feel like the song that like come super quickly, you know, like maybe on some level like was already there somehow you know like yeah within yourself or something yeah. I don't know. it's kind of corny but <laughs> you know what i mean yeah but, no. 
Um, but then I don't know, like, I feel like sometimes I, I think of songwriting as like, like a, like a sculpture or something. Like you just start with like a big lump of clay and you just mm-hmm. kind of like chisel away at it until it becomes like a, the final product. So I guess like, I don't know, it just depends on, on the song, I guess. But, mm-hmm. um, starting from scratch, you know, you just like, maybe I usually just start with like some chords and kind of just like hum melodies over it until I like form it into something that I like. And yeah, um, a lot of times I, I come up with stuff that I don't like too. So, yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah, that's, that's really cool. Yeah. 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 I'm always like, I'm always fascinated with people, how they make music. Cause I mean, I've, I've dabbed in and I mean, dabbed in, not like fully did it, but I, yeah. I made a few beats, but cool. I do see like the, the joy that you get when you like sit down and you're mm-hmm. just like, okay, I'm not going to leave this, this, this room or chair or wherever I'm at until I make something. Totally. And it's cool to be like, oh, cool. I made it. Yeah, so it's I like a, that. Yeah. It's like the best feeling ever. Honestly, yeah. like when, when you, when you like write something that you're like genuinely really happy with or, or proud of, it's like, it's like an unbeatable feeling. Yeah. You know? It's cool. Yeah. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so this is a random question, but okay, you have you have a hundred dollars to spend, and it can only be spent on either on breakfast, lunch, and dinner, um, or just spend it on, and it could be any like any restaurant, yeah, or you can make your own food if you want. Ooh, that's a that's a good question. So yeah. so I have a hundred dollars, and it I can only spend it on one of those meals. On like all three. Oh, okay. So but but you can like you can theoretically pull pull money from your breakfast budget oh, I see. into lunch or okay. to dinner but the hundred dollars has to be spent yeah on those three meals i i well yeah my first thought is uh i'd probably splurge a little more on dinner yeah because i'm not like a, i mean i love i love brunch actually mm-hmm. so i might actually just i might combine breakfast and lunch okay do a, do a nice brunch yeah maybe you know around noon or something yeah <laughs> and then uh i'd probably get like i'd probably go to like a uh like a diner or something and get eggs benedict i'm a big eggs benedict fan nice with, with uh usually ham i guess yeah <laughs> um and then i for dinner if i was gonna i guess i mean you can get eggs benedict for like under 20 dollars pretty easily yeah so then i'd i'd have it 80 dollars yeah basically to like wow. You can get a steak. I don't, I don't know. We, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. I don't know. That's a, that's a really good question. Yeah. I mean, I, there's like in Portland, the food scene is so prominent, you know, like it's, it's such a food city mm-hmm. and there's just so many good restaurants and it's like hard to go wrong, honestly, yeah. in Portland and Seattle's kind of that way too, I, I think. But yeah. Um, yeah, that's a good, I mean, I'm a huge, I love Mexican food Okay. and I love like Thai food and and Portland does Thai food really well. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of really good Thai places, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'd go have like a couple cocktails and some Thai food somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Hey. <laughs> that sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds good. Um, yeah, I will. Yeah. Like I've been to Portland a few times. Um, I will say your food scene is just amazing. Like really? uh, honestly, much better than Seattle. Sorry. It's okay. Rapid, I said no more. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, yeah, your food scene's just like amazing. I I had yeah. this um, 
I I didn't go to Voodoo Donuts just because I I don't know it just seems it's a bit over yeah it's basically overhyped in my yeah opinion. yeah but uh <laughs> but uh I went to a place called I think it's called Kips Kips I think it's called Kips sounds or maybe familiar, I made but it's not it ringing a bell yeah it was like it was somewhere in Portland but anyway it was really good donuts like good coffee okay yeah, yeah. it was nice cool yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of good donut spots in in Portland as well. Yeah, like cocoa donut, like I guess donut spots that aren't voodoo donuts. Yeah, you know, of course, like, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not like a huge donut guy though, for some reason. I mean, I I I enjoy them, but I didn't, I guess I just never really think about it for some reason. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, yeah. D- donuts are kind of like I don't know. They're kind of hit or miss because yeah. it's like either they're extremely sugary and you just like you take a bite and you feel like you're gonna like just, I don't know, yeah. freak out. Yeah, uh, exactly. Or, <laughs> or they just don't taste. Yeah, 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 totally. But a, a donut and a cup of coffee is, that, that hits pretty hard. Definitely. You know? <laughs> yeah, that definitely hits. Yeah. Um, yeah, so like, let's see. Um, tell me your, your very first like performance that you ever did. Either if it was your, just you playing at, high school or you played in your band like yeah like take me back to that time yeah uh first performance well i mean if you want to go way back i guess i might like some of my earliest performances were like piano recitals from when i took piano lessons as a as a child yeah uh you know i remember like i don't know like i mostly like kind of goofy little like almost nursery rhyme songs you know (laughs) but uh (laughs) I guess that's like some early performance memories. But then like, you know, I, w- I would do like open mic nights and stuff like that in, during college. <laughs> uh, and that's kind of when I started like writing my own songs. It was like during during college. I went to U of O oh, uh, nice. in Eugene. Yeah. And, um, but uh, yeah, I guess like my first like real performance <laughs> under my name uh, was like in... 2018 maybe mm-hmm. and it was just me and my friend ben who's who plays he played last night oh, nice. he plays guitar yeah, yeah. He, um we uh yeah we just we met at a recording studio in Portland called the hallowed halls we were like both interning there we just like hit it off right away and within like a few months i think we had that first show together and it was just me and him and with our guitars and playing some of my my first songs that i'd written and stuff so yeah, it was fun. Yeah, yeah. that's really cool. Yeah, that's that's awesome. So like, so when you were there, like playing those, you know, your songs and seeing the crowd, like, was that was at the moment you were like, okay, I think I can do this, or or were there other moments after that where you were like, okay, this is this is where I want to be, or has that moment have hasn't hit you yet? Yeah, you mean like uh, like in the as a the pursuit of like a music career exactly yeah. yeah um i feel like i've always just kind of known that anyways yeah. that i've like wanted to do music i just maybe like wasn't fully ready until then to like really go for it you yeah. know um but like i remember that that night like our first show like a bunch of our friends were there and stuff it was like it was like a really small bar that we played at but we like filled it out with like That's all our awesome. friends and family and stuff and yeah it it just felt like really like it was like electrifying or something you know yeah 
just felt like really good to be able to like finally like play my own songs like for for a crowd or whatever so i guess yeah i mean i've uh i guess i've just always felt like i wanted to do it so i'm not sure there was like a singular moment where it like clicked in my mind or something so i don't know yeah it feels good to keep doing it though. yeah <laughs> oh that's that's awesome yeah. yeah yeah i feel like um yeah like i'm i'm really big on like timing and yeah. i feel like you know it's it's kind of funny like when you meet someone and you like instantly click like do you do you think that like had you not met your friend ben um do you think you'd still like be in this position where you're in now or do you think that that would have happened regardless and like it was yeah. just kind of like how'd i put it it was just kind of like one of those like checkpoints to get to where yeah. you're at right now no i i well if you, if you want to talk about timing there's there's like a whole crazy backstory to yeah. me and ben's like friendship and stuff and and to answer that part of the question like i like he's been a huge part of musical journey and stuff and like he he plays like on almost every song and and uh no I, like i i definitely wouldn't be where where i am now without him you know yeah, totally definitely but timing wise um so me and him like met randomly at interning at this studio and like we just hit it off right away and like started making songs together and stuff and um like i would write a song and like show him a demo and then we'd like start working on it together and stuff um, but after being friends for like a few months or whatever, actually at our, at our first show we played together, my parents went and so did his parents oh, same. and my, his dad went up to my dad and, and recognized him. And I guess my dad, like my dad sells Traeger barbecues oh, nice. and, uh, <laughs> he, my dad sold him a grill like 10 years ago or something what? and he like remembered him and then. They also figured out that like, cause Ben's dad is a, as a doctor and, and like my, I think he treated my grandma at one point. And so they like, my, my dad had met his dad like multiple times before me and Ben ever met, but that's not even the craziest part. So, um, like maybe after six months of us hanging out and, and or there was one day we were just like talking about our, like our moms or whatever. And yeah, we, f we figured out that. Um, our moms went to U of O at the same time what? in like 1983. And then we dug a little deeper and found out that they were in the same sorority together and like hung out and stuff in, in college. Like, Whoa, yeah. What? It's like, so, so me and him have like so many weird, like <laughs> cosmic connections. Yeah. It's like a destined friendship or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's Whoa. pretty crazy. Honestly, like we just got like so many random, like just uh, crazy timing things that just have matched up to, yeah, I don't know. That's, that's, that's so like, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like, yeah, it's crazy how that could like lead up to it. It, it, mm -hmm. it, it almost makes you feel like if you like, it almost makes you feel like if you're walking down the street. And you see a stranger, there's a good chance that you've seen that stranger multiple times. Totally. But you've never realized until you, until that stranger comes, I guess, into your, into your bubble, let's say. Yeah. You're at like a 
coffee shop or whatever. And somehow, yeah, literally all the connections come back to that stream. That's, totally. That's, uh, yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, I mean, I think about that stuff all the time. Like, yeah. I, I, I can't really think of an, an example, but I, I know there's been times where I've, like, seen someone multiple times, like, in public or whatever, and then, like, later on, like, we've had, we figure out we have, like, mutual friends, and then, like, maybe we become friends, too. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. I remember <laughs> seeing you around, like, I don't know, just yeah. like that. But, yeah, timing is crazy. Like, you, you never know, like, what just a random encounter could turn into later on or whatever, you know? Yeah, no, seriously. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. Pretty, pretty cool. It is, definitely. Oh. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so, uh, where have you played in your, like, music career, like, cities? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, we, I'm from Portland, obviously, so we've played a ton in Portland. Mm-hmm. Um but like last summer, we we did like a West Coast tour, and so we played in in Seattle. We played at the Sunset, oh, which yeah. was awesome. I I love that venue. Yeah. And then cool. yeah, yeah. And then we we played in Eugene, Ashland, Oakland, San Francisco, L.A. I guess I played in L.A. a couple times. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and this is my first time playing in Boise. Yeah. So, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So like. Take me to that tour, like, um, because I'm always curious of like how bands do their touring. Like, did you, did you drive and fly in most places, or did you just drive everywhere? That's one part. Second part is like, like take me to like those shows. Like, what, like, which ones were your most memorable ones? Yeah. Which ones were your like, uh, this was okay. But maybe if I come back again, it'll be much better. You know? Yeah, that's um, a good question. Yeah, it's like that. Yeah, one. yeah. So we, it was me, Ben, and Alex. He plays bass, he, and uh, our friend Jared was playing drums for the tour. He, and uh, we we actually took two separate cars and we just drove the whole way. We were we were in Subarus, uh, classic <laughs> Pacific Northwest vehicle. Yeah, uh, yeah, we were just in two Subarus with all our gear and yeah. just drove from each, each city, you know, and, and we actually were, we made it like, we were able to like crash with friends the whole time, pretty much. I think awesome. we, we only stayed in, um, we stayed in like a motel in, in LA, but, yeah. um, or actually, no, we got an Airbnb in, in LA, but, but yeah, so we just drove to each, each location. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as like highlights of the, of the tour, um. The Seattle show was really cool, actually. Like, there was, um, yeah, it was, like, pretty well attended, and that venue was just really cool, and it was the first show of our tour, so we were all excited nice. and stuff. Nice. Um, and then one of the more kind of unique shows was in San Francisco. We, we played at this, like, it was, it was, like, a DIY venue, like, right by, it was, like, right on the beach. We're not on the beach, but, like, at a at a house by the beach, you know, Snap, yeah. it was outside, like on this, this they had like an actual, they, like the band that we played with, they had a stage like actually built in their backyard. Snap. Um, so that was cool. And then they, they like brought the crowd. So like, you know, there's probably like a hundred people there and like, I don't know, just like such a cool, unique vibe that yeah. we actually, we slept on the stage that night too. Oh, we, really? we, <laughs> yeah. Cause we, uh, we were just trying to like save money and yeah, stuff. Yeah. And we just asked if we could like pitch a tent in the backyard. <laughs> and so we slept on the stage, which was kind of cool. That's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah. 
That's really good. Yeah, it was it was cool. Uh, the weather was kind of bad though when we were. It was like kind of cold, but San Francisco's kind of hit and miss. I feel like. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like most of the year it's kind of chilly. I feel like, but yeah, I don't know. But um, yeah, uh, that was a really cool show. Um, and then Eugene, the Eugene show we played at was was kind of weird because, like, we we played there during, like, uh, there was like a olympic trials like a world like olympic trials event going on there and uh so there was like thousands of people from all over the world world yeah. there and i figured like oh like we play this show like there's probably just gonna be tons of people like in eugene like yeah. at bars and stuff and yeah. we we uh we played that show and it ended up being like there was like five people there or something <laughs> so I, and it but it was during the summer so like school wasn't in session yeah, yeah. i guess like that made me you know, it makes a lot more sense to play a show there and like when school when when there's more like yeah like in kids the fall or, or young people in town yeah, yeah in the fall or whatever yeah. yeah so next time I play in Eugene I'll probably not be in the summertime <laughs> yeah <laughs> so yeah yeah that's that's cool yeah yeah I yeah it's it's always it's kind of interesting like shows that are packed and then shows that have few people it's almost like. How did this? It's like, um, like I've been there where I've thrown shows and there's a good amount of came and then shows where no one comes, but it's almost, it's, it's almost like an interesting feeling that you have. Cause you're like, like you expected people to come, but they didn't come, but it still somehow was a nice type of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 It's, it's like a weird. Um, yeah it's weird i know yeah. yeah it's yeah i mean like um i feel like everyone at some point no matter like how successful you are probably plays shows for like nobody at yeah. some point you know it's just like part of the it's part of the part of the part of the journey yeah part of the yeah. journey yeah <laughs> so it's it's like i think it's like healthy to like if you can't play for two people like you shouldn't be able to play for 200 or whatever yeah. i don't know like at the end of the day it's like just if there's if there's no one there, like you might as well just have fun, exactly. play the show, and still <laughs> yeah. play play as if there were like a lot more people there, you know. Yeah. So I don't I like know. Yeah, no, I like that because like I like I've been to concerts where I've seen like artists play, <clears throat> and I can just tell like they're not in it, and mm-hmm. it, it's it's kind of bad, you know. It, it it's it's kind of sad because it's like they just went home. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but but then but then on the other end of it, I've been at concerts where people are like, well, the artists are in it, the crowd's in it, and it's like it's a it's a cool feeling to have kind of yeah to be in both positions yeah yeah totally yeah well it was funny with our show last night um we played at that ca- it was like a cafe you know? yeah and I noticed like a lot of the other acts that played there before and after us were like solo acoustic shows mm-hmm. so it was like a lot more chill and like the way the venue was set up was there was seats and stuff so yeah, yeah like normally our shows people are standing and maybe even like grooving a little bit but it was like funny playing to a bunch of like seated people either. yeah <laughs> it was like hard to tell if people were into it or not yeah but then like there was i remember like that seeing like a couple of people like standing up and kind of like dancing and stuff so that was that was fun but yeah i don't know it's it's funny when you're like I don't know, like playing to like seated people and it's like a full band is kind of funny. Yeah. But then like 
you know, like these big like auditorium shows, it's all seating, you know. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It's it's uh I don't know, it's funny. Sometimes it's just hard to tell if people are into it or not. You know? Yeah, that's true. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. It's, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it's yeah, it's kind of it's like yeah, it is hard. Um, tell me about your song Angelique. What's the story behind it? And yeah. like, how'd you make it? And yeah, that. um. So I guess it just came from like the name Angeline, just, uh, I wanted to like write, I've always wanted to write a song with like a person's name, you know, mm-hmm. like I, I've always thought that that's cool. And when I was like coming up with the, the melody and stuff, I knew that I wanted it to be three syllables. So basically I don't, I don't actually know anyone with that name. There's, oh. there's not, <laughs> it's not really like about a s- specific person or anything, but it's just kind of more about like a relationship that, um, like, like the, it's like about like being in a relationship with someone that, you know, like ultimately won't work out, but there's still like a spark there and it's like fun, but you like know that it's going to end at some point. That's mm-hmm. kind of what the song's about. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I guess when I was just writing it, I just thought that that name sounded cool, you know? Yeah. So, and I, I had never heard a song with that name. So yeah, that's, yeah, yeah that's, yeah, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. Yeah, cause um, yeah, cause I was I was listening to it before this, and then and then when I went to your show, yeah, as well, and I liked it a lot. Like I like um, thank you. Yeah, it's very good. Like I like how your music is very like, like raw, like conviction to yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, cool. Yeah. Is that done like intentionally, or is that just done, or is that just kind of like how you are as a person, just like. I feel like, yeah, that's a good question. I mean, like I was saying earlier with like my lyrics and stuff, I kind of, I feel like I really only know how to like write lyrics about like my own life or whatever. And so it's, it kind of makes me like, I kind of, it forces me to be vulnerable and just like sing about, I mean, I can like, I guess with that song in Angeline, it's like, it wasn't like about a specific relationship necessarily, but it's like, it's still like a, a real emotion or like experience that, that people have, you know? So I, I, I don't know, like some, it, well, another thing too, is like, sometimes my lyrics, like maybe when I write them, like don't make sense at first, but like after some time passes, I realize like, oh, this song was actually like about this, you know? Yeah. So that's kind of cool too. You know, it's like you, the, the meaning behind it doesn't, doesn't reveal itself until later on. Um, but I also kind of like, I don't know. I feel like my lyrics are, are like, um, they're kind of open-ended enough to where people can kind of fit their own narrative to it, you know, which is cool. Um, yeah, I don't know, but I guess I, what I'm trying to say is like, I, I kind of only really know how to like write lyrics that are like somewhat vulnerable and like, uh, come from like the heart or whatever. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's 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 really cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I like that. Um, thank you. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, I have I have a few more questions. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's um, uh, tell me about like this scene in Portland because I'm I'm kind of curious about going to concerts in Portland, trying to throw some stuff. Oh yeah, in totally. Portland. Um, but yeah, like how's this scene in Portland? Yeah, yeah, that's a good question. Um, it's 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 cool. I mean, they're like, 
there's a lot of uh there's a lot of bands there's a lot of really good bands in portland um i feel like sometimes uh i don't know if it's if if it was because of covid or or what but sometimes it feels a little like clicky you know like there's like these little pockets of scenes and stuff it doesn't some sometimes at least it doesn't feel like a like one big like cohesive community it kind of feels like there's little pockets and stuff but yeah i don't know i i guess m- maybe i think that was probably just because of like the covid times and stuff but uh i definitely feel like more a part of like a bigger community now um but it's cool i mean there's there's a ton of great musicians in, in portland some really cool venues um I, I don't know if you've ever been to any of the venues in portland but no not um oh okay yeah like, some of my favorites are I love Mississippi Studios. Okay. Um, it's just like an amazing sounding room. It's like a, a 300, 400 capacity uh, space. And yeah. I don't know. It's just like such a good vibe in there. It sounds great. We've played there a few times and it's just always been so fun. And, yeah. Um, yeah. And then I really like uh, Doug for Loud is another really cool one. Um, let's see. What am I at? Revolution Hall. It's like a. It's a it's a bigger venue, but it's um it's an old high school that they converted into a music venue. And there's like multiple like bars in there and stuff. So it's cool. Like you walk in and like you're literally like there's like lockers and stuff. Yeah. It's like an old high school and then like the main concert hall is like in the auditorium, you know? Whoa. It's really cool. That's dope. Yeah. Yeah. Super sick. (laughs) Um, Yeah, there's a lot of really cool venues in in Portland. Um Yeah, I don't know. It's it's a fun, yeah. fun place. I feel like, I don't know, like the question I always struggle with is like, it feels like, um, like I, I've, I've also heard people say like, it's, you know, in this day and age, does it really matter where you live if you're like trying to pursue music? And sometimes it feels like yeah. Portland has like a thriving music scene, but like no one outside of Portland really pays attention to it. Mm-hmm. It seems like, I don't know, yeah. maybe that's just my feeling about it yeah but. that's yeah you you bring up a very interesting point because um yeah because i mean it's it's similar to portland seattle's teams mm-hmm. it's it's you know it's good and it's for getting better it's kind of clicky as well but um but yeah I, yeah i've never thought of it that way like 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 i'm I'm like I almost, I almost want to go to like some small town in like, I don't know Alaska or something or yeah. some like random state, and like, check out their their like scene, their artist, and then like, if they're doing good there, what would be the difference if they had moved elsewhere? You know? Yeah. Totally. But yeah, I I guess yeah I guess yeah the internet can bring anybody to to your music or anything totally. about yeah. nature. So that's, it's an interesting point. Yeah. yeah. I feel like in a lot of ways today, like with, with social media and, and the internet and everything, uh, there's obviously so many more opportunities for musicians and like, you don't have to have a record deal and, and all that to put your music out. And it's so easy to record at like record music yourself. So there's a lot less, there's a lot, a lot fewer barriers you have to cross just to be able to like record and release music and stuff. But because of that, there's so much more music than ever before. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like harder to 
cut through all of it if you know if you're trying to like make a career out of it but yeah. i don't know it's it's a it's a it's a it's a crazy time like but it's also really exciting too yeah. so no, yeah, yeah yeah it's yeah i um yeah this is kind of random but like i had the well i think it was like four years ago i was in this i was like at a house show yeah my very first ever house show or whatever seeing some artists played and i was just thinking like there was probably someone like me in like let's say the 80s or 90s seeing bands play and then those bands became the bands that we see now yeah so i always have this thought like maybe we're in such like in the very early stage of the music scene or whatever yeah and maybe years later as we get old you know we're pretty much old uh <laughs> <laughs> or like we'll like look back and be like oh you at like our young age we were this and now look at the people that we saw this so yeah this is a very like i don't know it's, a, it's an interesting thought it's, yeah yeah i mean yeah i i i, I don't think that there that overnight success is like a real thing you know like yeah and if it is then then it's probably like very uh formulated or something <laughs> by some big like industry people or whatever i don't yeah. know who knows about the machine i feel like yeah by the machine <laughs> yeah but uh i feel like any like most like really successful bands like worked really hard for a long time and probably played to you know played shows to five people mm -hmm. sometimes and i don't know it's it's definitely a grind you gotta it takes a lot of resilience and like consistency and stuff yeah so i don't know That's i mean i'm i'm not in a i'm i'm nowhere near like on the level of some a lot of successful bands or whatever but i think like i would like there's anything like that um successful artists not even just musicians but i feel like any art form but if you're successful at your craft it's because you just like never stopped you know right like because i don't know like you go through so many you should, we go through so much rejection and like you got to be pretty resilient to like be a successful artist you know yeah so um, I, I 100% agree with you yeah. on that. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a, it's a brutal, brutal game out it there. Is, yeah. it, it really is. Yeah. Um. All right. So I got two word questions. Um. So, first question is, uh, what do you like? What's next uh, for the for the rest of the year? Yeah. Um, and what do you plan? Um. So we're we're definitely gonna be playing some shows and hopefully playing shows out of portland as well um maybe we'll come up to seattle and stuff actually i've been i've been looking into booking a show in seattle in, in like july so maybe we'll come up there yeah um but uh yeah i've i've got like just a bunch of songs i'm working on um that i'm recording at home and i've been starting in january i i released a song and then i, I did one in february and so i'm just gonna be like kind of trickling out singles for the year and stuff and then it'll probably end up becoming an album at some point so it's kind of my plan yeah, yeah. that's really cool yeah nice nice thank uh, you yeah of course so uh this is a question i ask at the end of every interview um so basically when it's all said and done you've done the things you wanted to do um played whatever uh do you want to be recognized or do you want to be um <clears throat> known for what you do or remember kind of like a legacy yeah. type of question. Totally. Um, 
Yeah, that's that's a that's a heavy question. Kind of, it's. I mean, like, I'm I'm definitely not making. I'm I'm like absolutely not. I'm mus- trying to pursue music for like, uh, monetary reasons or or fame or whatever. Like, I I do it just because I love it, and it's yeah. like it it feels like at this point it's it's such a part of me that I like don't even have a choice at this point. Like, I just have to make music. So yeah. it's like I'm gonna put it out and. I hope hope that people like it, you know, mm-hmm. and, I, and I love performing and stuff. So I guess like I I would I would rather like have, uh, like, I think about that sometimes. Like, um, you know, these these songs that I'm making are like all, always going to exist even after I'm gone, you know. So um, I hope that like people are able to to find meeting and connect with them and stuff. That is much more important to me than like being able to um reach as many people as possible and make a bunch of money and stuff you know like yeah i just hope that that what what i'm creating can like truly connect with people and and resonate with them and stuff so yeah if i'm going to be like remembered for something it's it's that just that like i wrote i was able to write songs that people connected with and stuff so yeah i like that yeah that's awesome um and hopefully they can sing along to it and have fun too yeah <laughs> definitely yeah. yeah that's cool um where can we find you what, like where can the wanderneers crew support you yeah. yeah um i mean uh since you're based in seattle if we play a show there hopefully you can make it out yeah. um but yeah i mean like as far as like uh internet related uh support mm-hmm. i'm on instagram and and all the music's on all streaming platforms. Spotify is kind of the main one I, I promote. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm, I'm most active on Instagram, I would say, okay. um, if you want to keep, stay updated and stuff. Yeah. Um, so yeah. The, is that kind of the platform you use? Mostly? Yeah. Instagram. Yeah. Instagram. Instagram. Yeah. yeah. Basis. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. Oh, Basically. It's, like, it's been a long weekend. <laughs> it really has. <laughs> Sweet. Well, it's that time. The time where you're like, Daniel, why are you ending this episode? It just got to the good part. But you know what? Don't worry. Because with all good things, they kind of have to come to an end. But it, it it isn't always the end. Because we'll always get to interact with Dakota and his band and himself throughout the Wandering Year Spear. So this isn't the last time that you'll get to hear uh, Dakota. So... Anyway, thank you so much, Dakota, for taking time out of your busy schedule and your busy life to come talk to us. Um, we had, uh, I, I, I had an amazing time talking to you and meeting you as well. Um, it was a lot of fun, and it was also a lot of fun seeing you play. Um, super talented. I had a blast. And if you ever need anything, let us know. The Wanderers got you, so we'll definitely be supporting you. And I'm going to link all of the ways that you can support Dakota through music, through social media, through whatnot in the show notes below. Go out, support, like, stream, do all that stuff that we do here at The Wandering Year because that's what we do here, you know? And equally as well, you could do the same for The Wandering Year. Um, perfect thing that you could do for us is go to the share icon wherever you are listening to, share this episode and literally say this. Check out this amazing podcast from The Wandering Year. The host will either make you fall asleep or, or, or you'll learn something or both. Say that. 
you can also edit and make it sound cooler or whatever. But yeah, share with your friends, your coworker, your neighbors. Again, like I said last week, if you have access to speakers, play it on loop. Why not? If you really do do that, DM us. We'll figure out a way to to get you something as a as a thank you. But I really do, truly, truly do appreciate the support that you all give to the Wandering Year and to this podcast as well. None of this is possible without you all, without you listening, wherever you listen, how you listen, or when you listen. It it all means the world to me and to the Wandering Year as well. So thank you. Other than that, you can follow the Wandering Year on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or on Spotify. You can listen to this wherever you listen to podcasts. And yeah, we have a newsletter, which we will be reviving sometime in the near future when I can get into the right headspace to write something but other than that i appreciate it i'm grateful thank you thank you thank you i'm going to drink a bunch of water and try to heal my voice because as you can tell my voice is completely gone but that's okay because the show must go on you know so thank you thank you thank you as always thank you really do like i really do appreciate it other than that be smart don't do anything dumb Take care of yourself. Take care of others. Show love. Be respectable. Be respectable of yourself and for others as well. Share music with people you know and maybe people you don't know. Why not? And most importantly, just just be cool. That's it. You know, there's no need to to be mean. So, but yeah. Anyway, I'm gonna drink some water, eat something, listen to this episode. And um, yeah, that's it. All right, see you guys soon. All right, uh, Daniel, again, next week on the episode, or on the episode, what? Next week on the podcast, you'll be listening to um, basically what happened at Tree Fort. So yeah, see you next week. <laughs>